Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And David, oh, oh, there's a kick in the air. Oh, it's wide right. Oh my gosh. Again, it's happened for a third time now. Buffalo has somehow lost on a Tuesday night randomly in in January. This is a claim. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, the, the Chiefs won. Again. So David and I are actually recording a podcast rather than... That's true. Um, I don't know. Watching Patrick Mahomes highlights from the 20... 20- 19 season where he was kind of sick and then reminiscing uh, yeah 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 we could be doing that and eating a full family size of uh hot and spicy cheetos on the couch but we're not doing that not doing Mm -hmm. that we are we're we're on to the next week because that's what winners do that's a winner's mentality which is what we have here to guys who don't play on the team um, but we're doing snow angels and the confetti Mm. yeah yeah, mm. that's what I. That's exactly what I did on Saturday. I just poured a little confetti out in my living room and just was doing a snow angel. I don't know why. And I by said confetti, Saturday. by Sunday. confetti, I meant throw the pillow on the grounds and fall to my knees in intense <laughs> relief. You're gonna keep this in, but this is the worst podcast intro I've ever done. The actual intro is NFL divisional week happened, and we now know who is going to be playing for a shot at the Super Bowl. And who is going to be making? Um, yeah, he's going to have to answer for the fact that they used a nine eleven um, metaphor to try and motivate their team. We didn't. That's. I think as a country, we brush past that. We need to. We need to dive into that deeper, and we're going to brush past it on this podcast as well. But a lot of people are sad. A lot of people are happy, and also, there's some movie news. It's it's been a it's dun, been a bleak dun, January. Dun for wide releases in theaters but the um guy who lives in a trash can his awards um the oscar yeah his awards were then the the nominees were announced uh it's it's big news we're gonna talk a little bit about it yeah yeah it seems it seemed like a big deal um david's favorite movie uh fast x uh shockingly did not receive a single nomination um and so he's been He's been crying about that most of the day. He's got well, real puffy I'm eyes. I'm not watching the Oscars this year. D- David is not going to watch the Oscars. Numbers will this be year. down for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be one less viewer um, on ABC. So, has the music started yet? Or are we? I I don't know. We got to get to this. This is the worst intro ever. The NFL Let's divisional recap. NFL championship. Oscars talk. That's what's happening. <laughs> and there it goes. All right, David. Uh, that was a calamity of an intro. It's been a long day for me. I had a fire alarm go off at 3.30 in the morning in my apartment complex last night. So um, I'm not well rested. Um, and, that and intro you know reminded what? me a little bit of the, the Bills offense on that final drive there of the game. He was just kind of just kind of messing about, just kind of scrambling around, not really mm. not really sure what's going on. And then and then kicking and missing the field goal. And look, okay, let's just talk about it now. Bills, we'll go normally we go in chronological, but we want to talk about Bills Chiefs. So let's talk about Bills Chiefs. 27-24. Chiefs pick up the big win. Patrick Mahomes first row playoff game. He's already like six most all-time in playoff wins. He's made six straight AFC championship games. A lot of everybody's already heard all these stats. 
I know that I have, I know that you've probably seen them multiple places and heard them multiple times. So what I want to talk about, what what's a little different, um, and, and yes, Pat played really well, and he definitely had the team on his back for a large portion of that game. But I think it's interesting. So the Bills, the, a lot of this blame is one, either going on Josh Allen or the kicker. And I don't think either one of those people deserve it. First of all, the kicker missed a kick. He did. But guess what was going to happen if he made that kick? He was giving the ball back to the Chiefs, the offense that had only been stopped one singular time when either the half was not running out, uh, when they were not in victory formation, essentially, or kneeling it down to get to the end of the half, was only stopped on one possession following a penalty on a third down. Other than that, the Chiefs got a field goal or a touchdown on every single drive in that game. So even if Bass makes that kick, there's a minute 40. You're telling me you don't think Patrick Mahomes can get down the field in a minute 40 to kick a field goal? With I, the way that's in his pocket. Yeah, the way that offense was rolling, I just there's no doubt in my mind that that would have happened. So I don't think it's fair to blame the kicker, even though, yes, he missed the kick. But it's just it's the way that you were going to lose, I feel like. And second, Josh played well. Yes, he put the ball on the ground once, but it didn't end up hurting them. He did not throw a single pick in that game. And that offense, I mean, the second half, they came out pretty stagnant, but there were multiple multiple deep throws. I'm thinking of the ones that Stefan digs where Josh Allen put it on an absolute dart. I mean, yeah. threw it well as you could throw a ball that if, if Stefan Diggs comes down with that ball, that might be the greatest pass in NFL history. I mean, he absolutely uncorked it, it like, like 65 yards, yards or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And so the fact that people are looking at Josh to blame him for that loss, I just, he, you you could say he's not he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. I firmly believe Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the league. He's number two, right? I mean, Burrow was injured this year, so we haven't seen it. Yes, Lamar is going to win MVP, but almost every team is taking Josh Allen, and I don't think that was his fault. I think he played yeah. well in that playoff game. He's he was twelve and zero when he hadn't turned the ball over in his career before that point, and he's now twelve and one. He's lost one time. Yeah. Yeah, I think even like, you know, you can argue skill, Lamar, blah, blah, blah. But like, Lamar's had injury issues. Joe's had injury issues. Allen's been consistent. And he maybe runs more than those three combined. Like combined. Mm-hmm. And so despite, you know, ho- holistically all around game, like, yeah, I think Allen is is right up there. And I, I even would agree with the podcast that I listened to. Like, when Allen and Mahomes are playing at their very, very, very best, there's actually a fairly small gap between the two. Mm-hmm. It's just what separates Mahomes is that he is more consistent in playing at his very, very best. And when he's not, right, there's not as big as drop off as there might be with Josh Allen. But if you take these two at their very best, like Allen's not that far as skill wise from Mahomes, just because Mm-mm. dude really can throw the ball anywhere off his back foot with the arm that he has, and he can run. Um, and he, it's he, he is a game changer, and he's a game wrecker. Um, and that's you know honestly when we fumbled down in the goal line out of bounds. I, I, I thought that that was it. We'd missed on a couple opportunities and then we made another mistake. And I was like, okay, we've, we've messed up too much. And this is where the bills probably drive down and win the game. And thankfully um, for the first time in the Mahomes era, we have a defense that's able to respond and a defense that, you know, mm-hmm. isn't scrambling or, you know, they, they know what they're doing. And so um, that that's really what it takes is a number two defense in the league to stop the quarter quarterback as great as Josh Allen. And so I'm thankful that we have them, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that first of all, you got to give the credit for the Chiefs win to to Mahomes. I think that's obvious. You also, I mean, the defense struggled in the first half, and yeah. it kind of the the first half of this game honestly felt like the Chiefs pre this year. Offense was moving the ball, doing whatever they wanted for the most part. Defense was struggling and just bleeding yards left and right. And I saw something interesting. Um, this was the first game in which Buffalo had used the formation with the extra linemen for the majority mm. of the game. And they were able to run the ball really well against the Chiefs, which all season the Chiefs have had a great pass defense and a average to above average run defense. Are they 15th or 16th? Or it's like, eh, right. right. They're yeah. right in the middle. So their run defense was never been great. They had a great pass defense, thanks in large part to the pass rush in the secondary. So... The, the Bills knew how to attack and were attacking that weakness well. But the Chiefs defense did what they have done in playoff games past, but what they've done all season this year, they responded. They started to get pressure on Allen. They were starting to force him into throws. There were two near turnovers. I mean, if if we just oh, fall on that fall on that fumble or it. you never scoop it. Always yeah, fall on any, it. Unless that's you are a rookie. In open field. You know. That's a rookie. That's a rookie yeah. who got excited. And it's yeah, it's easy to say like and I got really mad. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, just fall on it. But it's easy to say that when you're, if you're that guy, you're running in, you think, I picked this up, I'm gone. We're yep. ho- I'm housing it. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. done. And then and props McDuffie, to him. He played well. Did you see he was the highest graded defender? Yeah. He played 99% of the snaps, had 10 tackles and a forced fumble. Man. He was, he was great. He's DBs. He was great. <laughs> I mean, and, and I was really concerned when Edwards went out because I thought Edwards was been a very big part. And he goes out the first first play of the game, second play of the game. I don't. It was only, Legit, I think it was the, first the second play of the game. Yeah, he hit digs pretty hard. I, I thought it'd be a flag, and it wasn't. Which has there been a weirder start to an NFL game? Like what was going on there? There was like the fumble that was batted out of bounds, and then the like collision with him and Diggs and then the forward lateral thing that, and no that like, they just let that Andy just, just happen Andy is slow on the jump he's always been slow to do replays I mean that was there's a third when and I, 17 and you clearly just gotta yeah I'm not just, like on the staff I've never been on an NFL staff but I am certain there there's a guy's job sitting in the booth that's watching that like hey you're like I don't know if it's the quality control or the game in game guy whatever it is saying like Hey, we have something here. Hold on. Let's think about challenging this. So either Andy or what, whoever's in his ear, because they clearly could have seen it and been like, hey, I think we have something. Mm-hmm. Maybe Andy's like, it's the first drive of the game. We're not going to use a challenge on, in the divisional game on the first drive of the game. That's possible. Ended up not mattering too much, but I was like, that was clearly a forward pass, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's, it, again, it ended up hurting us, but not really hurting us. And then, I was the same way as you. I thought when Hardman fumbled it, like we're done. And I was so upset that we put ourselves in that position again to trust a guy that we have not really been able to trust all year. Now you could say Hardman in the past, and that's true. Hardman in the past was one of the guys in the inner circle. He just hasn't been that this year. And he just has not been playing that well. But then the guy that comes back and picks everybody up is the guy who's been playing the worst all season. I mean, MVS had two incredible catches in this game. Maybe that first one, game. that first one down the sideline, I could not believe he My caught that. My goodness, I was so impressed. Is do you think he's just Frank Clark? Is he just offensive Frank Clark, like guy who's going to sleepwalk through the whole regular season and then in the playoffs he turns it on because he did it last year in the AFC Championship game. You go back and watch that won. game. 
he is easily the reason we won. He was the best player on offense outside of Pat. Yeah. No question. Maybe when the pressure is highest, like they succeed the most, right? Maybe that's, I, I really don't know. Because, yeah, he made two pivotal, I think they were both 30-plus yard plays. That was two of the eight 20-plus yard plays that the Chiefs had. Mm-hmm. They had eight 20-plus yard plays Sunday night, which I just needed to say again because I don't think we had half that all year. I don't know. I don't know the number on our twenty. We were not plays. gashing teams this year. We, we had, did not get big plays. I know we didn't have more than eight, and the Bills had zero twenty-plus yard plays, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm impressed with MVS. Um, you know, you kind of wish this would have happened sooner because you kind of feel like even if he has his best game again in this championship game, it kind of feels like he's gone no matter what. You know, um, and he might even know that. But this this needed to happen for the Chiefs to beat. Um, probably the best bills team that they have seen in this Josh Allen Mahomes era. Um, they needed someone else to step up because Rashid did his job. Kelsey did play the best game he's played all year yet. We still needed someone. And this the, today it was in Sunday. It was MVS. Um, and so also mm-hmm. side note, why do I actually really like Clyde as a power back? He actually had some pretty nice runs. And I mean, I he had, it may be too late had, for him, unfortunately. He had two carries for 31 yards. They didn't use him much, but when they used him, it worked. So I don't. As a big boy, he's kind of like, he can like move the pile and he can get the yard, you know, but I, it may be too late for him, too. You know, I mean, I, they might keep him, though. Like, I don't know if he's going to have a lot of demand. He's probably going to be yeah. on the cheap. So they might be able, they might keep him. Pacheco was a big part of that. We we talked a lot about how he was not in the first Bills game. He did not play in that game. 15 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. And that last drive, he was just not going to get stopped. He was like, yeah. I'm just going to carry this. <sighs> also have to give credit to the offensive line. Um, one of the biggest concerns coming out of the game was the fact that Joe Tooney went down with a pec injury. It seems like it's just going to be a strain, though, is what you saw. So I think we're going to, mm-hmm. he he's, may be able to go quick. this next yeah. week. Hopefully, um, but they did. The offensive line did not allow a sack. Also, on the flip side, I think that's why the defense struggled because we had quite a few injuries happen in this game. I think three starters went out um, during the course of the game. Man, I kinda, I was worried. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, they didn't have dude. a sack. Which that that has been. I mean, the Bills had given up the least amount of sacks all season, so that's not super surprising. But that's a huge part of the what gets the Chiefs going is, is yeah. sacks, and we had. I think only two quarterback hits the entire game. Justin Reed had one and Chris Jones had one. And I think they're giving Chris Jones credit for when he pretty much bull rushed the um, Bills tackle back into Josh Allen on the final which drive. I think saves, what they're, uh, what they're giving a, a quarterback hit, Did you which see that? maybe saved the touchdown. Yeah, because he did not get able – he's not Wait, able to Nathan, do a clear throw on that. Who did he Who did he bull rush? What oh, lineman did he bull rush? I don't remember. Surely Please it's share. not the guy that said, you know, good luck at Orchard Park because you've not seen a stadium like, I think like that's, we have. I think it, I think it might exactly be. Mm. I, think it, I think it might be that lineman. I think it, Deon, I think it Oh, Dion Dawkins. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I'm just Which, messing. They seem I like mean, they're cool. After the game, they were hugging and talking. So I, I'm, if they don't have hard feelings, I get that. I'm fine. You know, but. I, I think you're trying to find a way. And I don't think that – I think people cut the quote out and it wasn't as – inflammatory as you meant it to be but like still just why are you like you're acting like Mahomes has never played an away game like yeah he's never played in a real playoff game that's not a slight I but he literally played the Super Bowl at yeah against Tampa at Tampa you know like yeah like I don't he's 
He's played. Also, he's played I texted this. We've played the Bengals for the one seed at, on week fifteen. We've played at the Ravens at like that's a playoff atmosphere. Like when you're fighting for the one seed, your playoff seeding's on the line. It's yeah. the end of the season. You're fighting for your division. That's a playoff atmosphere. So he's definitely played in difficult road games. So I don't want to hear that. You know. Yeah, I mean, and he and he proved it. I'm. I. I mean, we all knew that, and I think it's just it's getting to the point where it's boring to acknowledge it. And now we're just shifting the scale, right? Because he's now already better than almost every quarterback who's ever played, and it's yeah. now just here's what he here's where he is compared to everybody else. And then there's Tom Brady is the person ahead of him. And yep. I think even being mentioned right now in the conversations with Tom Brady is crazy. That's it. That is that's ridiculous that a guy this early in his career is being mentioned there. Six straight AFC Championships games. He has played in the AFC Championship game every single year that he has been the full-time starter. Okay, half of the years he has been a starter, he has played in a Super Bowl. That's crazy. Like I don't there's and it's going to be a while before we see this again. He's already had a better Let me I'm just going to list some all-time great quarterbacks for you. Um, and I want you to tell me if you think Mahomes has already had a better career than some of them. Yeah. First one, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He won two MVPs and one Super Bowl, right? Yep. And I think Mahomes already has more playoff wins than him in his sixth year. Mahomes already has more playoff wins and he has more Super Bowls. The only thing that um, Aaron Rodgers has is MVPs. I think Aaron's won three. So oh, he just won back to back, but I bet he probably won one earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would say he's much better than Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. I don't have the number of his success, but I mean Philip Rivers. Yes. Yes. Steve Young. Yes. Let me look at his stats real quick. But Steve Young won uh, two. Steve won two. Yeah, pretty sure Steve Young won two. Three times Super Bowl champ. Okay. He won one MVP, or he won two MVPs, one Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, John Elway. Yeah. I've heard some hot takes that John Elway is not actually that great of a quarterback, and it's kind of funny because their stats are kind of interesting. Yeah, there's some stuff. But he was also like playing in a different era. I yeah. think, I mean, he's in the Marino conversation if not better than Marino at this point, which I, I sometimes you go back. I think we underrate Dan Marino. If you go back and look at Dan Marino's stats and what he was doing in a non-pass heavy league, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You could say he's even. I think he's maybe you could put him maybe a little bit below or even accolades wise, even with Joe Montana. Maybe he's a little below Joe Montana. But if you're talking about like actual skill level and I think ability, I think he's above Joe. The only person he has to catch is Brady. Like we're already mm-hmm. talking about that. He's we're talking about it. It's just him and Brady. He's even surpassed in many people's eyes Peyton. Yeah, which yeah, Peyton I think, I think for a Brady's long time was like it's right there, untouchable. Yeah, I yeah. think Brady's one, and I think honestly where Mahomes has landed now, it's like people make arguments if Joe Peyton or Mahomes are two. Yeah. Is that fair? Like Brady's like, yeah, he's one. And it's, it's okay. Is who's two? Is it Mahomes? Is it Joe Montana? Is it Peyton Manning? And honestly, at this point, I'm okay with wherever he falls in that, because that means he's still the fourth greatest if he's behind. Did those you two. did you yeah. ever think we were going to be having this conversation? No. About a Chiefs no. quarterback? No, we drafted life. Mahomes and I was like uh? Who? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't no, I didn't think so. 
no idea I mean, what. I don't. It's it's so difficult to describe how just terrible we were at quarterback. You want to know who the greatest Chiefs quarterbacks were before Patrick Mahomes? Lynn Dawson, a legitimately great quarterback, although he did play in a completely different era, so it's hard to compare him. Old Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. I dare you to put number three at who you who you should put at number three. Oh, is it is it it's Trent Green or Alex Smith? Right. I was gonna say Alex Smith, but I was like, ah, oh, Trent Green had some had some pretty good years. It's either Trent Green or Alex Smith. And then you're looking at who the fourth best quarterback is, and you may have to choose Matt Castle. Yikes! It's so it's so such a bad history of quarterbacks. Yeah. If if we don't have Patrick Mahomes here, we're the Bears. Because if you're thinking about the Chicago Bears, you're you cannot list more than three quarterbacks who you think are above average in their franchise history. That's who we are. We are yeah. that without Patrick Mahomes. And now that we have Patrick Mahomes, and this is a new situation for us in the last i think three or four years the first couple of years when mahomes was succeeding we were still i think well i'm just happy with whatever as a team whoa you know i think we were still i think first of all we were just amazed by the success and we're just happy to be there most of the time and two like on a national scale we were well liked and now i think it's kind of shifted where casual people maybe like us real nfl fans hate the chiefs i never thought we were going to be the hated team you wouldn't hate us you didn't care about us we weren't going to mm-hmm. win a playoff game. We weren't going to – heck, without Mahomes and without Andy Reid and, yes, partially Alex Smith, we were so far behind everybody else in terms of division wins in the AFC West, like con- division championships. We were so far behind them. We were I mean, eight we, behind. We had to win nine in a row to take the lead. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like the, he's This one single player – I mean, yes, Andy Reid has done it, and partially Alex Smith had success, and we were we. I was happy with that. You talk to any Chiefs fan. I'm yes, it's a heartbreaking loss every year in the playoffs in January. But we're in, hey, we're in the playoffs. We're making the hey, playoffs. We're, yeah, we're winning the division. We're making the playoffs. Our quarterback's good. We got Tyreek Hill. We have Travis Kelsey. We have great skill guys. Like this is awesome. This is so cool. This one player has lifted this franchise from. This was not a historic franchise. This is not a great franchise. To now we're like on the third tier. Right below, like the all-time greats and franchises in terms of Super Bowl wins, instantly, and all it took was one player. Well, like I saw the graphic guy. even. It's like oh, Niners, Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, and it's it's like Super Bowl trophies, and it's like Niners have five, Chiefs are in second place with three, ahead of the Rams with two, and obviously Lions have have zero. But it's like you just you're not we're not used to seeing ourselves so high up on that list, you know. Well, if you think like if you're thinking about all-time great franchises, you have the Cowboys, you have the Niners, you have the Giants, you have the Patriots, you have the Steelers. Steelers, you have yeah. the Packers. Like these are one we're we're catching we're getting close to catching some of those teams in terms of Super Bowl championships. And it's one player. Like it, it yes, there's always it's it's there's 52 man rosters, 11 guys on each side of the ball. There's a head coach. Like these things matter. You have to have the right coach with the right quarterback, but one player can lift you out of obscurity as a franchise into the top upper echelon for decades. And that's happening right now. And it's just something I never thought was going to happen. Everybody else got the good quarterbacks. We were just happy. I used to be happy when we just get mentioned. 
you remember watching like Sports Center as a kid and being like, oh my gosh, they're talking about the Chiefs. Chiefs are in the We're top terrible. 10 of the power rankings. Let's yeah, go. They're talking about the Chiefs. Like, yeah, we made it. We made it, made it into the top 10 of the power rankings. They're talking about us as kind of a threat. And now, I mean, I think this year is a success given how up and down we've been. The fact that we were able to go into Buffalo and beat the Bills in a divisional game, that's great. That's a success. That's a win on this season for me. But now I'm looking at it 48 hours after we we beat the Bills, and I'm thinking, why don't we just go beat the Ravens and make another Super Bowl? I mean, we can. We, we have Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. Ravens have a great defense. Yeah, the Ravens have the this year's MVP, but we have Patrick Mahomes, so we could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Doing the laughs> Matthew McConaughey, Wolf of Wall Street thing right now. That's so funny. It's just it, it's us? a place I never thought I was going to be as, yeah. a, as a Chiefs fan. I, I thought the peak happiness I was going to get in sports, which I also didn't think was ever going to happen, was when the Royals won the World Series. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, but imagine how crazy it would be if the Chiefs did. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And it's been like that. It is great. It's great to be a Chiefs fan. It, it really yeah. is. We complain a lot. We get angry at the wide receivers. We complain about how the defense is playing. We get upset whenever we don't win these games in the regular season we think we should win. But it's it's yeah. just great to be a Chiefs fan. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is. Try not try not to take advantage of it too. Um and uh, you know, forget where we've come from. But it, yeah, it's also it's just fun enjoying this. Like I tweeted this, like this is the worst year, this is the worst team that we've had under Patrick Mahomes. And they were able to beat the Bills still and they are you know, in the AFC championship, championship. and and yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's like honestly, if you told me any point in the season if we make the AFC championship, I'm like that's a win for this season with how struggle it's a bit much of a struggle it's been. Like that's mm-hmm. a win, we'll take that. But now it's like, I know it's the Ravens, but like they're good, but they don't have the greatest coach of one of the greatest coaches and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time either you know what i mean and mm-hmm. this defense that gave up so many points in the first half to the bills and then allowed an opening drive touchdown in the second half didn't let them score again and still has allowed seven points uh in the second half on average the entire year and so it's like if we I mean, just get i wonder if we can just get to halftime right with keeping this a game and i'm just curious what does that second half look like because that defense because spags is one of the greatest halftime adjustment guys in Mm -hmm. the nfl Mm -hmm. and uh you just i mean and it's gonna be the same thing baltimore is gonna be rocking i mean that that stadium is gonna be ready to go um this is gonna i yes the and we could talk about this now because i guess we're gonna talk about that game anyway they proved it against the texans they came out a little shaky in the first half uh, but their defense is for real. Their defense was not shaky at all. The offense yeah. was shaky in the first half. Their defense was for real. And the offense turned on, and they blew out the Texans. They have been the most complete team all year. Offense, defense, special teams even, because Harbaugh has a special teams background. That is just a really good football team. They yeah. are – I think that maybe and, – and it's – we do this every year. You see a team win and dominate and play really well in the wild card weekend, and you're like, oh, oh you better watch out because they're about to play somebody who hasn't, you know, the Ravens, we haven't seen them yet. You forget why the Ravens are the one seed, and so you mm-hmm. try to talk yourself into the Texans and think like, hey, who knows, CJ Stroud could get it done. And I think he still played well in that game despite all the obstacles that they had. 
but that that was just domination by the Ravens. This is this is just a really good team, and this is I think the best team left in the playoffs. I, I think mm-hmm. that's unquestioned, especially after how the 49ers played against the Packers, um, which had they had kind of the reverse situation. I I I think whoever wins the AFC Championship is winning the Super Bowl, um, and I say that, but probably because I'm a Chiefs fan and because I think that if Mahomes gets there, he's going to win it, but. Uh, if the Ravens beat the Chiefs, I have no question they're going to beat either the Lions or the Niners or the NFC. I just think they're too good. They're good at every phase. They don't seem to have like a glaring weakness. What do you think is the Ravens' weakness? Um, I do think Lamar has significantly improved, and that's partially why they've had so much success. Is You know he heard the noise, and you know obviously he worked on what his – one of his weakest parts of his game was, and I think he would acknowledge, like, as a as a pocket passer, he was struggling, and he definitely improved that this year. Mm-hmm. But I think if you put pressure on the Ravens' offense, if they if like, I wonder if the Chiefs even receive the ball and get ahead, and you know, put a little pressure on that Ravens' behind. offense. I'm curious what that looks like if they're a little bit rushed. If maybe they get out of rhythm, they go away from what they're really good at just a couple times, make a couple mistakes, you know, and then it's almost like a snowball effect. So I think. Um, you know, as whereas the Bills, I feel like you, Bills and Chiefs are similar in that man. It doesn't matter what the score is; they always have a chance to win. I think if you get this offense rattled, you get Lamar rattled. I feel like with running quarterbacks, usually too, if you hit them a couple times and like let them know you're there, they kind of start to get happy feet. They they may get out of the pocket faster because you just got smoked by Chris Jones. You know, I think that's the way you're, they're going to have to do it. Um, they didn't really get well we talked about this didn't get really any pressure to Allen and they didn't blitz much because I think they understand you it's hard to blitz Josh Allen similar to Mahomes but I think mm-hmm. they kind of go back to that maybe of, of putting pressure in, on Lamar Jackson hitting him a couple times um, you know making his eyes move a little bit faster and maybe he misses a couple reads maybe he scrambles when he shouldn't you know so just kind of getting him uncomfortable I think this is how you do it um, and so I, I think that's the best way is uh, to that and br- remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Ravens' cornerbacks are fine, right? I know yeah, that. Ma- I know who someone got hurt on that Ravens. Uh, I defense. think. I think they were. I thought they came back in the game, or maybe I'm misremembering. I can look it up real quick. Um, it's either their safeties or their cornerbacks. I think are fine. But it's just it's not been a big deal because everybody else is just so good. Yeah, I mean, they, I think that their defense is for the most part pretty healthy. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton, he's an All Pro. They're, they, I mean, and their defense doesn't have like you're going to read through the list of names and you're not seeing a lot of guys who are like stars. They just play so well. They just mm-hmm. they're really tough. They don't really have a weakness. Like every level of the defense has guys um, who are good to go. It was Marlon Humphrey who was hurt, so Ronald mm-hmm. Darby was starting. Marlon Humphrey's pretty good, so if he if he isn't playing, then that that is huge. I don't know what that status looks like, but he'll probably play just knowing the stakes of the game. You know, it's AFC Championship, which this is also going to be the biggest stage Lamar's ever been on. Yeah, by far. Um, and this is the first time though in his career he's had wide receivers, like um, multiple good wide receivers Zay flowers is looking like a steal even at the pick that they got him at. Um, I, I think that that was a a lot of people criticized his pocket passing. 
And I just think Lamar wasn't a good enough passer to elevate mediocre receivers to become great receivers. But if he has good to great receivers, he's still a top 10 pocket passer in the league. Like Mm -hmm. this notion, I think that he couldn't throw the ball was for the most part, like, yes, there's some bad, there's some bad highlights, but for the most part, I think it was just really vastly overrated. And let's not forget, he's also had some injury issues as well. And that's definitely played a factor in it. I just think this team's playing really well. And so uh, I'm, I still have feel like the chiefs can win this game, but I think the chiefs have to play really well. I think they have to play better than they played against the bills. And I think they played well against the bills, that defense, yeah. especially, I think the defense has to play much better than they played against the bills. Yeah, I think only really immediately a couple things have to happen is Mahomes has to hit one of those missed touchdowns in the beginning of the game. There was a mm-hmm. shot. There's a Kelsey and a MVS. I think you know what I'm talking about on each, yes. on each corner. He's got to hit one of those. We can't fumble at the goal line. No. And in the defense um, doesn't even need to play as good as they did the second half, but cannot give as much as they did the first half. I th- penalty wise, though fine execution offensively fine like uh, it's just a couple things need to happen and i think they have really do have a chance Mm -hmm. speaking of teams that have a chance the detroit lions um continue their miracle run they beat the buccaneers looks like the the bucks were looking like they were going to try to make it a game late and they did they made it a decent game late but i was never really super confident that the lions were going to give that away I have questions about the Lions defense. Um, I don't think it's great. I think their offense is humming. Um, Jared Goff is playing really well. It's just like trading TJ Hawkinson and then just having Sam Laporta emerge is unfair. It's just not what that's not. You traded your really good, like young tight end and you just get another one immediately in the draft. Amon Ra is I think still underrated as a receiver. Um, I don't know if there's five guys in the league I'd rather have on my team catching passes than him. And their run game is really good. I, I the, the Detroit, I think at this point, it's all gravy. I mean, you, you've won, you won the home playoff game and then you made it to the NFC championship. Both of those are huge accomplishments. But the way the 49ers were playing, I, I have questions about their defense. I, because they were letting Baker and get some get some chunk plays, and they forgot that you have to cover Mike Evans, and you can't just sit one short five ten corner on him one on one on the outside and expect mm-hmm. that corner to be able to make a play. But they still they still were able to overcome that um, and force turnovers. I I don't know if Debo Samuel doesn't play which he got hurt in the first five snaps of that Packers Niners game. Like, I think the Detroit defense can do enough to let their offense win this game. I I really do. Yeah. Which, I mean, can we just stop? And it's just wild to me. Like, Oh, if Debo does can't play like, it's just not, I mean, they're not, it's not their fault. They're just not the same team, which just blows me away. Cause they still have probably the best position group in football, even without Debo. Maybe yeah, not, you but can, like you have an all pro tight end, McCaffrey, you have the best Kittle. running back in football without a doubt. You still have Ayuk. Like it's just funny to me. So I just wanted to bring that up because um, that's not a good excuse. You Chiefs are winning right now with nobody. So even yeah. Ravens, it's like Odell Beckham, Zay, a rookie. You got 
Isaiah Mark likely Andrews, is a, who's been you know, hurt. Like, so yeah. I don't want to hear that excuse from anybody, but uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, we we'll get to this later with our picks. But I, I I my my head here I my head has picks of the game and my heart has picks from the game. So I'm I don't know what what's going to determine what I go with. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see, you know mm-hmm. what what wins. But yeah, dude, the Lions' offense looks good. Their their defense does concern me because it's really not that great. Um, they give up a lot of yards, a lot yeah. of yards. They um, give up chunk plays too. They have a problem giving up chunk plays. So, you know, one of two things has to happen. Either the Lions defense gives up just a couple, you know, less of these chunk plays, or that offense is just humming against the Niners, and it begins and almost turns into a shootout. Who makes the mistake first, you know? But so let's also not – I mean, let's not forget the Packers' defense was bad all year. And they were able to put up quite a bit of resistance against that that Niners team. I mean, Brock Purdy had one drive at the end of the game, but aside from that, they were they were pretty well handling the Niners as well as you can. I think with the like you've already pointed out the great skill players that they have. So I I think it's possible that the Lions do it again. You just got to be like it must be great to be a Lions fan right now, which is something I don't think anybody said in the last thirty years you're you're in the NFC championship game and you got a shot to win it. And the team that you're playing did not play well last week. The The Niners are not coming in the dominant. Oh, we just kicked the crap out of every team. Niners. They have been faltering at points at the end of the season. They got there. They got their butts kicked by the Ravens. They did not show up well in that Packers game. Like the challenges that they've had at the end of the year, they haven't necessarily shown up the way people thought they were going to. And I, we can the the game that they played on Saturday. I think you, it's just perfect if you want to keep having the Brock Purdy debate, because for three quarters Brock Purdy stunk, and you're thinking, "How is this guy ever in the MVP race?" It's terrible. And then he puts together a game winning drive at the end. So, I, I either way, I mean, you can you can use it to support your argument. But if you're a Lions fan, you've got a few, you have the better quarterback. Okay, you um, your offense currently is playing better. Now, I don't know if it is better, but your offense is playing better. And the Niners struggled against a not very good defense. And I think the Niners defense is is got a lot of guys, but I I don't know if it's a super scary unit. Like, I I don't think the Mm -hmm. Lions should be scared. The Lions can move the ball against anyone. So I I think you've got to be excited. You've just got to hope that the Dan Campbell gambles that he is going to do the the risky fourth downs that he is going to go for that those pay off and if they do i think you have a good shot yeah well where the lions have an advantage too they have absolutely they have like negative six pressure like they have absolutely no pressure they've already done what they've wanted to do they want have a winning record they've won the division they've won a home playoff like what you just talked about that you went through all of that everything is just this is just let's enjoy the ride because we've not seen this in 30 years Mm-hmm. Um, like nothing, there's, there's no stress whatsoever. The Niners on the other hand have made this conference championship game three of the four last three of the last four years, excuse me. Um, and in 19, they won the conference championship, lost the chiefs in the super bowl 21. They lost the conference championship 22. They lost in the conference championship. So literally if, the, if there's a hundred percent available, 
I would seriously say 100% pressures on the Niners and 0% pressures on the on the Lions right now. Because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, dude, the Lions have had the, quote, best roster, the best team, and the best coach the last four or five years. But if you keep losing in this game and not winning Super Bowls, do you really? You know, and, and the Lions, again, it's like, well, we've already done more than we thought we would. So I think that helps the Lions in that they're like, hey, let's just have fun. We shouldn't be here, and we are. Um, mm-hmm. but the Niners are like, all right, this is our year. Even they were even saying this before the playoff game of like, the, I don't know who was the field reporter at the time It changes with the network, but, um, you know, he was saying that guys were like, we understand that we've been here the last couple of years. And we also understand that like, now's the time to win this. Like that, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And so, um, and that's not always a bad thing. Maybe that helps them, but, yeah. um, that, that to me that just leans towards the Lions' favor, knowing that they got nothing to lose and they're just happy to be there. And there's they don't know what they don't know, and they're going to keep playing and keep hitting and keep maybe winning. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think there is a like there is a concern that we're going to overreact to the how close that Packers game was, and maybe just completely discredit the 49ers and they could come out and just dominate. It That's was possible. absolutely pouring. It was a it was a it was a wet it was a wet yeah. it was a wet sloppy game and that clearly was affecting Brock Purdy. But I don't know. I mean, Packers did kill the Cowboys though. I know it's the Cowboys, but still, like they, right? We were like, who is this Cowboys team? Well, or, or and, who is this Packers and team? You know, Jordan Love in a in a tribute to to the man who steals welfare money from poor people in Mississippi, just through one of the worst passes you could ever throw at the end of the game. He just tried to hit a home run um, and the pitch was in the dirt and he had no shot of, he had to, he would have had a golf swing it out there to even try to get it. And he couldn't, I mean, he throws across his body across the field in true triple coverage. There were three people that could have picked that ball off. Yeah. It had no shot and it wasn't going to make it. And that's just the throw that Jordan love can't make there. He didn't play amazing. Um, in that game, but he played well. I think you still got to be confident if you're a Packers fan that you have a good quarterback. You weren't supposed to be there. You you were you, there was a concern, or you didn't even think you were probably going to make the playoffs this year. I think if you're a Packers fan, you're just excited about how far this has come, and that you've already got Jordan Love developed this quickly. So yeah. I, I I mean I don't think there's a reason to be doom and gloom about any of this yeah. stuff. I was talking to a, a Vikings fan that I'm close with. And his head just like dropped to the table. He's like, can they just have one bad quarterback, please? Because it's like, oh, I've ever known. They've either had Aaron or Brett or they just always have a guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why does he look like he might be the next guy? It's like, come on, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And just, I think he it's still could be. There's still just, there's things you got to not do. And yeah. And throwing that pass. And when, when you have another down, um, and you don't have to hit the home run right there. You don't have to get a touchdown. Like you, that you just don't have to do that. That's just not a pass you have to throw in that situation. And he, he threw it and he took a risk and it it did not pay off. But you got to be you got to be happy for yeah you know being a seventh seed and dominating the way you did against a two seed and and going into I wanted to say candlestick for some reason, but it's not going into Levi Stadium and pushing them to the limit and forcing Brock Purdy to do a game winning drive and props to Matt LaFleur. Like he was getting fired. Like, dude, just Jordan love really. And he stuck with him and he's developed him. and you can see the talent this kid has. So he could have, could have caved under the pressure of dude, this kid sucks. Like, nah, 
And uh, at least this year, you know, in his first year starting, like he looks pretty good for a first year starter, you know. And the Packers have a lot of good young skill players. Oh my god, a goodness. lot of good young players on. They're the like offense. all first or second years. They turned they turned those picks from the Aaron Rodgers trade, and it seems like they have a good front office, and they're going to continue. I, I th- that is a good trade for them. It was a good trade for them in the moment. It still is a good trade for them. It makes them look very good. The Jets instantly were in a have-to-win-now mode, and the Packers are able to rebuild. Yep. And yep. quietly. So, And they've already done it enough to where they can make the playoffs. So I don't think you have to be down on that. All right, David, let's get to let's get to picks. This is the funniest joke that you've had um, in the last week is – we both went four and zero, but David went four and zero and got that dog in him, and I went four and zero and did okay. We agreed on every pick last week, so I don't know how that got there, dude. Was gonna work. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. It's crazy. Um, all right. So the order just rotates every year based off of who plays first um, or second on championship. Um. Oh, really? I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder why they have a Chiefs-Ravens as the first game. Yeah, it's just it changes because it was last. This is the night game, so it switches every year. So Chiefs-Ravens, the Ravens are currently favored. They were favored at three to open. It's moved all the way up to four now. Just a lot of confidence in the Ravens. I don't know if that's misplaced or not. Um, I do know that that's going to be used as motivation. David, I'm going to go ahead and just pick for you. Um, You're not picking the Ravens, right? You're not going to do that? No, I, I honestly, I I will can I'll I'll give you my Super Bowl picks. I'll just do boom boom, okay? Okay. Because I was talking about this heart, this head. You know, do I choose? Here's like the sports. I don't know, guru in me of like, who do I think is gonna win? But my heart of like, who do I want? Who you know, what would be the best for me? I'm gonna go with the heart, and I'm picking the Chiefs and the Lions um, to represent the Super Bowl. Um, if those People want to know who in my head, if I had to try to be as unbiased possible, I might do probably Ravens Niners. Like they, they've looked like the two of the best teams this year. They've been consistent Ravens, 11 of their 13 wins, 11 of the 13 wins have been against teams with winning records. Like that's impressive. And they put 56 in the, on the dolphins. They put 52 on the Niners or 54. I know it was in the fifties, but like, the Ravens are a good team, and that's what my head's telling me. But my heart's like, nah, give me Chiefs Lions. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's fun as a Chiefs fan, but like, mm-hmm. we've kind of been cheering for the Lions. You said this back at the first round of the playoffs. How can you not cheer if you don't have a dog in the fight? How can you not cheer for Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, and these Lions? And so, it'd be kind of fun if the Chiefs and Lions were able to play. Um, so, uh, give me the Chiefs and the Lions to play at Las Vegas in Super Bowl Fifty Eight. So you're not believing in the color theory that the colors in the, like the last four no. Super Bowl logos have matched because it is purple and then seemingly 49ers colors for red and gold. So that's why a lot of people are predicting it. There was also a news broadcast, I think, in Baltimore maybe that just showed like preview for Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. And I, I don't know. None of that means anything. I... And picking the Chiefs because I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs. That's just not going to do that. Um, I do think the Ravens are a better team, but better teams lose all the time. Um, and I'm going to pick the 49ers, though. I, I think the Lions are a nice story. I want. The, I'm going to be rooting for the Lions in this game, but I just think that the 49ers are better. Um, I think that they're going to make it. 
to the Super Bowl. I, I, the Lions defense. I just have a lot of questions about the Lions defense. And if the game is not wet and rainy, I think Purdy plays better. Um, yeah. And this is going to be their prove it year. And I think a lot of people are going to be down on them just because they didn't play well against the Packers. And so I'm going to go ahead and take them. When's the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl? This is the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl? Like 1995? Really close. 94. Know. Okay. When's the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? 1993. 95. Mm. Isn't that kind of wild? The, the, the crap the Cowboys get. Yeah, but the Niners and... have made it. The Niners made ah, it to the Super Bowl. That's fair. That's Niners fair. made it to Super Bowl. The Niners make it to the NFC Championship game. I mean, yes, that's you fair. could make jokes but about that the pressure, Niners. pressure, right? Right? Is there's that pressure of it's been 29 years. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I have understand. The team, though. They do have the team. And I'm not saying I, like they, they, they're as I get competent what as ever to win it, you know, but. Every joke about the Niners would just turn into a joke about the Cowboys. Because yeah. if you're like, wow, the Niners can't win it. They can't win the big one. Like, yeah, at least they can make it to the big one, though. The Cowboys well, can't. And then it's just, you just turn around. That's no, true. I think, I think, yeah, I think that maybe they get a pass because everybody wants to hate the Cowboys and the Cowboys fail in more spectacular fashion. The Niners lose in the NFC Championship game, but last year they lost in the NFC Championship game because they didn't have a quarterback left who could, well, yeah, who could grip a football. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. like, I don't know. They may have not lost that game, but that's, why I believe they lost that game. Yeah. So it's it's hard to do that, where the Cowboys can't even make it to a championship game. And here we are it's still talking about the Cowboys. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> um, so we would probably both agree, for our sake, we'd want to we want to see Chiefs-Lions. Yes. What we think it might be would be Ravens-Niners. Yes. For just pure, like, I'm a football fan and I'm not tied to any team. What do you think is the best matchup uh, for the Super Bowl? Like you're not tied to a team, you don't care about who's won what. You're not tied to a team. I think you're taking Ravens Lions. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are tired of the Chiefs. Um, and if you you want to see the Lions, it's a good story, and you want to see the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and the MVP and the team that's playing the best. Yeah, I think that's pretty. That's pretty, pretty simple. I don't know if that would be like the best ratings. Also, I'm getting real tired of that conversation. Just sorry, a real quick aside before we get into Oscar's talk. Shut up about the ratings for the Super Bowl and the fact that it's rigged and that they want certain teams in it because of ratings. It's the freaking Super Bowl. Everybody's going to watch the Super Bowl regardless of who's in it. Yeah, you may get a little bump if the Chiefs are in it over the Ravens, but it's the Super Bowl. What else is anybody going to do that Sunday? It, a third of America watches the Super Bowl regardless of who's playing. Yeah. Sh- shut up. Stop well, doing this. Here's my argument's always been this. If it truly is rigged, then there would have not been back to back of the greatest dynasties to ever happen. It is actually worse for the NFL that the same team makes it every year. If, yeah. if it was rigged, wouldn't you have like a bunch of different team, like a different team represented every single year of like, Oh, this really big market. And, in Boston, oh, this really big market in Santa Clara and Cowboy. If they, if it was rigged, would the Cowboys make it? They have the biggest fan base in America. If it's not right. rigged, or these teams would be making it. They wouldn't. Chiefs wouldn't be in it six years in a row. The Cap- 
Patriots wouldn't have dominated for 20 years if it was rigged because that's not well, good for the Raiders. And I just you don't think I, mean? anybody, I just don't think I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're like, oh, it'd be nice, but I don't think they care that much. So I, what's it going to change? Also, can I, I I can explain this in a way that makes sense, I think, to everybody. Every time somebody looks at an NFL game on a screen, the NFL doesn't just get like a dollar. Like, I don't know why people equate that. Like, the ratings only mean that they can, uh, they're already locked into their contracts. The only thing that the ratings mean is that in the future, the NFL can say, look at all this, look at all the people that watch these games, look at all the people that watch these games. We are now going to renegotiate. You got to pay us more money for the TV rights. They're going to do that anyway because newsflash, everybody, football, professional football is the only super successful thing on broadcast television ever. I think every year it takes nine of the ten most viewed things on every single network. Yeah, And the tenth is either like an NBA NBA finals game, a college football game, or the Oscars. So I I don't know why people are like convinced that that's what they're going to – it doesn't work that way. It's not like, oh – Eight more million people watched the Super Bowl this year, which means that the NFL is just going to print more money now. That's not how that works. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, we've predicted the Super Bowl. Um, it's crazy that we're almost out of football. Uh, it's it's just going to be real dark days. Mm-hmm. It's going to be movie season for me. Yeah. After yeah. the Super Bowl's over, that's when that's when there's just no other nothing else yeah. to watch. Yeah, Nathan, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll raise you one. I, I think I'll give you a score. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I guess, well, do you want to do scores getting, now or do you want to wait? Do you, we should probably wait for a Super Bowl score. You don't want to give a score for a game that may not happen. Why don't you That's do a true. That's true. Why don't you do, do championship weekend scores? Do the scores for both of those games. Um, I think the Chiefs-Ravens game is going to surprise people. These, I think Ravens have the one and Chiefs have the two defense right Def- now. I, I don't the line's like forty four and a half, which isn't terribly high. I think it might even be lower. I, I legit think this game might be like twenty to seventeen, um, seventeen to fourteen. I really do think it'll be a, despite the two great quarterbacks. I think I'll I'll do twenty seventeen will be the Chiefs winning twenty seventeen and which is definitely low. Well, maybe not for the low low for the Chiefs this year. That's actually pretty normal. But what we're used to with Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I think 2017, which means that's a 37, which is far under the uh, the total for this game. And then Lions, mm-hmm. Niners. I think it's going to be high scoring. If I'm picking the Lions, it's going to have to be high scoring for them to win. Um, so give me 31 to 28. Lions beat the Niners. 31 uh, so to 28. Okay. I think they're going to have to score north of 30 if they want to beat the Niners. <clears throat> I'm going to take Lions over the ni- or li- Niners over the Lions. I'm going to do. 34-21. I have a bad feeling. Yeah. Uh, and then well, hey, Chief, the line's seven for a reason. Vegas usually isn't wrong. Chiefs-Ravens, I'm going to do 27. Nope, nope. Can't do the same score as last time. 28-24. Chiefs. Mm. So, Question, that, and this is going to just yep. hurt to hear. Mm. Is it the defense, Chiefs defense has to get a stop to win, or does the offense drive down and score to win? defense has to get a stop it's, it's always like that isn't it because i hate it's, that i always like i that. hate that i would much rather be the offense needs to score i hate yep. it even though the defenses come through i still hate that um it's the most because the homes is on the sideline just sitting yeah. there helpless and you're like you know? oh my gosh our best player is not in the game what do we do so yeah yeah, yeah that's what i think it's gonna be all I'm right though it's, it's gonna be exciting 
Yeah, it was football. It's last last weekend of the next what eight months, where there's going to be two multiple professional football games in one weekend, unless you're going to partake in the United Football League, which I'm not. So hey, I'm actually happy that they combined it. I think that could be a good thing, like a minor league for the NFL. You know, I think that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Like develop players, not not for me to watch, but like to develop players and like maybe guys that got that's true. Thing. Yeah, I just anytime I think about spring football, I just think file that under who gives a crap. I, I You're don't like, care. Nah, I'm gonna I, sleep in. Who get you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, all right, let's talk about our other the other thing we love to talk about, and that's gonna be movies. So the Ooh. Oscar nominations were released um, this morning. In like a, I don't know, they're they're doing like a whole show now. It's it's I don't know. I was gonna anyway. say I woke up and I had missed it. I forgot about it and I was like, oh, everybody already knows. So I don't know yeah. how that was released, but yeah, I, I was like hosted by Jack Quaid and I somebody else. To, mm. I'm sorry, I'm blinking on who it is. Not Joe Coy. No, not Joe Coy, who should never be near hosting again. Shouldn't be hosting it in an Applebee's if anybody can help it. Um. And so there's been announcements. There's been some surprises, some not not so surprises. No surprise. Oppenheimer is the most nominated movie of the year and one of the most nominated movies of the last 10 years. With 13 nominations, um, almost every below the line category, pretty much every category it could get a nomination in, it did. Um, the only, like, I, I don't think they even submitted anybody for a, a few, like, Best lead actress. There was not a guy. They don't even qualify, do they? Because don't you have a certain amount of screen time to qualify Mm, for that? It's not really a screen time thing. It's more of just a decision thing. Because actually, I'm trying to think. I think uh, Dame Judi Dench won like best actress with like 27 minutes of screen time or something like that. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Um, but so that that was the most nominated movie followed by poor things with 11 nominations killers of the flower moon with 10 barbie with eight and maestro with seven maestro is holdovers was at five yeah holdovers is at five maestro's not good it's nominated for best picture i think it's by far i mean to be fair i have not seen poor things or past lives of the zone of interest for right now so i haven't seen three of the best picture nominees um, but based on the reviews those are getting and the ones that i have seen maestro is by far the worst of that um i think this is maestro is an example of the oscar bait movie that um i think just gets made to win awards and bradley cooper was pretty shameless about that um and is being very 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 like open about his desire to win uh for this movie and i don't think it's going to happen david i mean, we can do our, all of our predictions later um what nomination are you i guess i should just ask is there anything that you would change are you looking at this list we're only looking at the major ones right now i mean we can go the blow line categories if you want but again we're gonna have a lot of oscars conversations is there any nominations that you would change anything that you think is wrong i guess in these categories that you're looking at i um Still looking at this list. Obviously, it just came out this morning, so obviously there's a lot to process. But kind of my gut reaction, um, and I think this might be what your main talking point will be. But 
I was somewhat surprised that Margot didn't get a nominee um, in the Best Actress category. Um, yeah, that just surprised me. I, I haven't seen Poor Things, and I heard Emma Stone has one of the best performances in a while. I've not seen Anatomy of a Fall. I've not seen Nyad. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. that right. Yep, um, it's on Netflix. And so actually. I don't know. I know Lily Gladstone deserves a nomination. Um, I think Carrie Mulligan, a maestro, maestro, I think she did an incredible job. So maybe even her. So I'm just surprised, um, even whether you liked the movie or not, whether you thought it was for you or not, like Margot Robbie was pretty sensational. And so that that somewhat surprised me. We didn't think they'd win many Oscars, but I think all of us were like, well, probably Margot and we'll get a nominee and, you know, maybe costume design. But she didn't get that. So that's interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Margot should have been nominated personally. I haven't seen Nyad, um, but I have read the description for the movie Nyad and I plan to watch it in the next week or so. And I'm not excited at all to watch it. I'm just going to, because it's been nominated for Oscars. I just, I'm sure Annette Bening is great in that movie, but I think that like the Oscars aren't, I mean, yes, they should definitely be about recognizing performance and great performances, but they should also be about impact as well. And I think that Margot Robbie's impact with Barbie is something that should have been recognized as well as her performance. I thought she gave a really good performance in that film. Um, and so I would have liked to seen her nominated. I think Lily Gladstone, it, first native woman ever to be nominated um, should win. I think the only person, I mean, I have not seen poor things either. Emma Stone is getting a lot of buzz. Sandra Holler was fantastic in anatomy of a fall, but I just Lily Gladstone was so powerful does this feel like it's Lily's to lose? Like, does it feel I, like yeah. it's Lily? I think yeah. it's. I think it's better. It better be hers. I think it's going to be because you both have performance yeah. and impact. Yes, at, at peak coming together. It's like this just feels like hers, you know. And it's it's a rec one. It's a recognition, and I think you get into the weeds when people start to say things like this. And I don't want this to come off sounding like dismissive or anything like that. But there's a lot of times where it's a recognition where people will say like, "Well, it's time. It's time for a." a woman like Lily Gladstone to be recognized, which I think it's probably far past time. Um, I think women like Lily Gladstone have not been given just the chance to even be recognized, have not been given the roles. But that she's the most powerful performance in that movie. And that is one of the best movies of the year. It's a three yeah. and a half hour plus epic about um, just the destruction of a family, of a people, of and the indigenous people in the U S like it, it is just a, it's a picture of that. And she is by far, I mean, by far the best part of that movie mm -hmm. that is directed by Martin Scorsese and stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> she has to, has to win yeah. for that performance. The thing that I think, I mean, I, 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 I also would have liked to seen Greta nominated for director. I said this in my initial review of Barbie. I think that's one of the most difficult tightrope walks any writer director has ever had to make in terms of making that uh, answering to all of the clear like studio and honestly corporate involvement in that film while still making a cohesive vision that said exactly what she wanted to say. I think that Greta should have been nominated because that is truly her vision. Um, I have not seen the zone of interest. Um, I, I think anatomy of a fall was very well directed. I just personally would give the nod to Gerwig, but to be fair, 
I'm also a huge fan of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Um, so there may be, there's definitely some bias there. Of course, there's no objective, like it's awards, it's art, it's awards based on art. There's no objective yeah. um, award. And the other one, supporting actor, you saw this movie as well, which I don't think we ever really talked about what you thought about it. Robert De Niro was nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. Charles Melton should have been nominated for May, December. I think this is a De Niro name recognition win. I love Robert De Niro as much as the next person. I, I, I mean, he was good in Killers of the Flower Moon, but he, I, I just think Charles Melton, it's a better performance. And it's a performance, again, from a person that we haven't recognized that I think definitely should be. He was the best part mm-hmm. of that movie, again, with in a movie that has two, uh, I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I think both Portman... Uh, and Julianne Moore have won Academy Awards. I know they've definitely have both been nominated in the Best Actress category. I know Portman category. has. I think Moore had for Still Alice as well. So two Academy Award winners, and he is going. He's the better, best performance in that movie, and I think that's a very good movie as well. May December did was one of the bigger snubs of the year. Um, I would have just liked to have seen that. David Dark Horse, is there any like? Is there any movie? that you feel like didn't really get recognized at all that you would like to, that, that you thought should have at least got a couple of nominations. Um, look at my list and it's also tough. Like, you know, for like a Wonka that just came out, that's just, I don't know when like they officially meet and talk about this stuff. Really tough though here at the very end of this year to get anything when you release mm-hmm. that late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think I enjoyed this more than you, but it still was, it got some buzz and it was watched by, I feel like by a lot of people. I'm maybe not, but I'm kind of surprised that maybe air didn't get anything just in regards to Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, um, kind of the story it was, I feel like it caught quite a bit of buzz and remind me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like this was a pretty popular movie for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it didn't. after evaluation, maybe maybe not. But I'm like nothing, zero, nothing at all. You know, I don't know. I think it came out at the wrong time. I think if Air comes out in August, um, I think it's different. I think it's a different story. It feels like so long ago. I it think that's like a, a similar problem. Or something. I mean, how Wes Anderson's not always nominated for production design blows my mind. Um, yeah, his movies movie. are just so carefully shot and carefully designed, and Asteroid City was not nominated. The one that really makes me upset, and it's it's not even, I think, Oscar the Oscar voting um, block's fault. I think it's A24's fault. They put all all of their um, chips on on other plates instead of the Iron Claw. And the Iron Claws is, I think, one of the indie darlings of the year, if you can still consider A24 with its, its weight and power in indie studio, which I think it still is. Zac Efron, they should have made a push for him to get Best Actor. They should have made a push for that movie to get anything. I think that that's going to be really dumb when you look back and see that movie had zero nominations. The Iron Claw was just not clearly an A24's Oscar strategy, and I understand how they were looking at that, but this movie's made over $30 million. It's a a small family um, tragedy about, about professional wrestling, and it's got one of the best performances of the year. If you think, if you have not seen this movie, I would encourage you to try and find a place to watch it. Um, 
And if all you think of Zac Efron is the guy in Baywatch or the kid from High School Musical, watch this film. The, the dude could act. He he was amazing in this movie. Um, and the movie was amazing. And I, it was one of my top five of the year. I was really disappointed that that it didn't get any nominations. And I think that's mostly the studio's fault. They, A24 did not push it at all for awards. They didn't realize what they had until it was too late. So When do you think it, it came out too late? Because like it, it's still in theaters, right? I mean, it's it just came out, and it, it feels could, too late, right? I think you could maybe argue that, but movies like Poor Things and The Zone of Interest were also well, yeah. ones that came out later as well. Um, yeah. And so I, I just think A24 didn't really plan on it being as successful as it was, and so they didn't really market it well. Hmm. And sometimes that happens. Yeah, it's um, the nearest screen is in Kansas City for me. It's not here in Maryville. It's not even shown at the Regal in St. Joe, which is crazy because Regal, fairly big theater. But I think it might have been yeah. showing it. I think it might have been showing at the Regal. Maybe initially, like opening initially, week, a couple but, weeks. Yeah, yeah, but it's been a, it's been a month now. A twenty four. I'm trying to think what what that would go to. They don't necessarily have a service, so I guess whoever can who can buy it. I'm trying to look it up. Because obviously, I mean, like Warner Brothers, it, it, that's HBO and um paramount is or peacock is uh i think oh they just they just signed a deal with max in december so that's right so it'll be going to max yeah i think they're gonna i think they're gonna get movies like that some 2023 releases will be appearing on max um Including what? Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, oh, and The Iron Claw. Finally, bro. I've been wanting to watch Past Lives forever. I, me too. I have not been. I missed it when it was in Kansas City, and I have not been um, able to see it. I'm blinking. What studio sends its movies to Peacock? The one that Christopher Nolan's with now, Did Oppenheimer. Universal. Yeah, Universal. Universal. Okay. And that's in February, that's coming to Peacock. Um, yeah. So. The thing about Oppenheimer is everybody's already seen it. So. <laughs> It's like well, when already, Barbie I'm came. I'm gonna watch it again. Though, it's like right? when Barbie came to Max, and they were like, "Barbie, come to Max." If you haven't seen Barbie yet, and I'm like, "Who hasn't seen Barbie yet?" Yeah, <laughs> hasn't that's... everybody already seen this? I know this is. It's not really off topic. I know they re-released Oppenheimer, and I'm. It, it's like fifty million it's away like, from hitting a billion dollars. There were like two really screens get... in Kansas City that were showing it, and I looked, and uh, the show time. There were like two o'clock show times on a weekday, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, well, I like really wanted to get again. a billion because it's. It is. It's very close. It is, 40 like it's 47 million 100,000 away from an R-rated movie ever made a billion dollars I don't know Ted 2 no I'm just kidding the Joker the Joker is the current record with just over a billion dollars and Oppenheimer is a Oppenheimer is a far better movie than the Joker I would like Oppenheimer to take that spot because I do not like the Joker Wikipedia actually says Oppenheimer's at nine fifty five, dude. Yeah, it's like it's forty four million away. Like that, I know that's a lot of money, but that's not a lot of money. You're thinking about no. how much it's already made. You know what I mean? No, I mean you think I don't probably it like with the Oscars they, and all that stuff. They might Universal might. I don't know what they have around that time frame, but they might be able to. So we'll see. And I guess does that number grow up over time as different like people buy the movie? Yeah, I mean, stuff like in, that? well, it's not. It's only box office, but movies get re-released all the time and make more money i mean return of the king just came out this past weekend and i think made like 10 million dollars in theaters the past two weekends or Dang. something and it's not even playing in that there many theaters so 
Anything else Oscar nominations wise, David? I think just the biggest thing. I really just think I want Nolan to get his best director nod. He, this is now his eighth nomination in director category, and he hasn't won yet. Like he just made so many like standalone movies of like who else can make this and who else can have success the way he's had success, mm-hmm. but also just not won his Oscar. So I'm really hoping Nolan gets his best director nod. Um, I think he deserves it. I, you know, the Oscar likes to be different sometimes. I feel like that's a, a lock. Um, uh, some of these feel like I, yeah. a lock for Oppenheimer. Um, and I hope that's one of them. You're going to see a lot of, and you've already kind of seen it. You're going to see a lot of backlash to Oppenheimer in the coming months because people are going to try to be different. And because some people are going to be like Oppenheimer doesn't have this and not, and, and I'm one of those people that had like minor, but a couple of issues with Oppenheimer. That's still a very good movie. And I think if Oppenheimer wins best picture and Nolan wins best director, it's the right choice. Like, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with that. It might not be like it. I mean, right now it's my, it's the best movie I've seen all year. I have not seen past lives. I have not seen the zone of interest. I have not seen poor things. But I, I think that there's going to be some people who are, and this happened with everything everywhere all at once too. Like it was universally praised. And then as we got close to the Oscars, people started to like turn on it because they think they got bored or they didn't like the predictability or they wanted other or things. Or everyone to be wanted this. So it's like, well, I need to change my opinion now because everyone else wants it too, you know, kind of. And I, yeah, but I think that Oppenheimer should, should be there. So do you think, now I know this isn't common what happened last year. It's not common that it's like, they're like, actually, nah, let's just give everything everywhere every award because it, it it's that good mm-hmm. one do you think that happens again but two do you think that happens back-to-back years where it's like oppenheimer they kind of starts like well yeah oppenheimer gets that and that and that and like you know what nah let's just give up most awards and it's gonna get back picture or do you think it's gonna be kind of spread i mean i think it's gonna be kind of spread i don't know if i think it'll get some below the line categories but things like i it's I, like it's not winning best supporting actress i i think if it does that's a problem I like Emily yeah. Blunt, but like, come on. Um, and I, like best actor I've even said is a little bit closer. I think it's going to win best director. I think it's going to win best picture. I don't know about best production, but design, I don't know about best sound, like best sound design, probably best editing, possibly like that. I think it's going to be close in a lot of things. It could, it could end up being that way where it just flips the switch and it's just going to be Oppenheimer, 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 Oppenheimer. But I don't know. I really, I really don't. I think that it has a chance to be more competitive. Um, and I'm not saying that everything everywhere all at once was bad, but I think that it won too many Oscars last year. Um, I think it was a very good movie. I think it was one of the best movies I saw last year. And I think it won too many Oscars. Um, and yeah, so, we were surprised. We're like, whoa, it, it just, Oh, yeah, it just okay. kept going you know. and kept winning. And like the Jamie Lee Curtis win, I didn't necessarily agree with. And the directing win, I don't know about. And like, I don't know. There's just, there's, I think there's maybe going to be a little bit of, a little bit of um, backlash to that. This, what I'll say, this isn't, and I bring this up every time I talk about the Oscars, this isn't Return of the King. It's, it's not winning every award it's nominated for. It's 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 not going it's to. You're right. It, it, it's better than. Return it's of the King. not better than Return <laughs> of the King. 
It's just not. But also, I think there's just stronger movies around it. I think that The Holdovers is a very strong movie. Poor Things is a very strong movie. Barbie is going to win some below the line categories like costume design and hair and makeup and things like things like that. Barbie is going to win because I think that while I enjoyed Oppenheimer and think it's a better movie, like you're looking at costume design, if you're looking at production design. I would argue that Barbie did a better job in those categories. That doesn't make it better. I think that the movie that Barbie is plays to that more. I think that some of the things that Poor Things was doing be in the same category, especially with the setting of Poor Things. Killers of the Flower Moon, you could easily, I would not complain if cinematography went to Killers of the Flower Moon. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think there are other good options where it's not, there's a couple of categories. I think Best Picture and Best Director Oppenheimer is the obvious choice and even Best Editing for me. But there's other ones where it's like, I don't know if it is the obvious choice. So I don't know if it is going to dominate in the same way. But I think it is going to win the most, I would say, around seven nominations. It's going to get and and win seven awards. So Well, even just the fact alone, like Chris Renault and Martin Scorsese dropped a movie at the same year. Like that alone makes it a powerhouse. But then you have like Greta Gerwig, who's on the up and coming, who's now made it. A third masterpiece, and you got yeah, kind of these little, mo- these smaller yeah, movies. Past like, Lives, which is yeah. one of the darlings of the year. Anatomy of Fall is is going to win Best International Feature, probably, or get close, if not the Zone of Interest. And like, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a lot of a lot of competition. It's a really good movie year. I think it's legitimately just a great. We talked movie about year. this, like. It's up there. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to figure out where the line is, where do we stop in the years, but like this is one of the best years we've had in a while, like in 10 yeah, years. Think, so since 2013, like this has to be a top three year yeah, of movies, oh, right? I, I would agree. I think so. If you go back and look at like just the movies that have come out, I think 2019 is always going to be the number one for me. Um, stacked. I, last year wasn't bad. Like last year we had everything everywhere all at once, but we also had Top Gun Maverick. We also had Tar. I think what's aging poorly from last year is not even everything everywhere all at once. Um, David, when's the last time you thought about all quiet on the Western front? Um, bad example. I've thought about watching it again. Cause I really enjoyed that movie. Really? Cause yeah. I think that movie won a lot of categories and now I'm just like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if anybody's well, talking but, about it. Anymore. I mean, to prove your point though, I've thought about it and I've been like, nah, watch yeah. another movie. So I mean, so, I have thought about it, but I haven't done it, you know? Yeah. So, and it's not a movie I really think I'll watch. Like, and I thought All Quiet on the Western Front was good, but I think this is just a better. I think this year is much deeper. Like you haven't you haven't seen the holdovers yet, correct? Correct. We want to watch it. To Sylvie wants to watch it too, so we're gotta just find a find a day to watch. It's on Peacock too. It's available to yeah. watch, but but I think like after you watch the holdovers, you'd be like, wow, that movie's awesome. And you know, and Barbie was awesome. Oppenheimer's awesome. Killers of the Flower Moon is awesome. You know. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall is awesome. I'm really excited. Zone of Interest is going to be one of the biggest gut punches of the year, but I think it's going to be awesome. And same thing for what I've been hearing about past lives and poor things. Like Maestro is the weak one, and I think everything else that I've seen, like American Fiction, which I didn't love, I thought was great. Like I really, I had a good time in the theater. I, I wasn't blown away, but I mm-hmm. thought there were great performances. I think, like, I mean, I was on the Robert De Niro train for a long time. I like Sterling K. Brown. I don't know if Sterling K. Brown is going to beat out Robert Downey. I think Robert Downey Jr. is kind of, kind of, it's like, it's one of those, it was a great performance and also it's time in Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad if it went to Sterling K. Brown. Like there's, it's just a deep year. Just, it's just really a deep year. Question for you, Christopher. Have you seen This Is Us? 
because you can get Sterling K. Brown in every episode, my friend. And he's actually care about that. Quite splendid in that. His acting is is nice. That's good. David. David, look at Hey, you I'm looking at your review. Put Sterling K. Brown in more things. Look at me right now. No. No, 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 no. Where'd I post that review? On your it was your American fiction review. On Letterboxd. And for the time being, Letterboxd only has yeah, you're pissed. <laughs> Ask me that so question. Uh, just movies, just movies. Right, and so that's what I want to see him in more. I have, I, I'm not a TV guy. I'm just not. I'm not going to watch This Is Us. You know, I want to see my interesting it's family dramas now. in a two-hour format. I don't want to see it in a five-season format. I just don't. It's fair. So, dude, that thing. I tell you what, that show does do a good job of just getting everything you love and all of your emotions and your heart right on its finger, and it loves to just. Do it just just loves to mess with it up and down and up and down. Yeah, it just it's, doesn't seem like a good time to me. It just yeah. doesn't sound fun. But do you yeah, do you, you cry? You cry a little bit in that movie. Um, mm. But no, I'm excited. Uh, the Oscars are it's March 10th. Um, I don't know what day. time. Probably like six thirty, six around. And they usually announce actually the lower tier art like awards like off air and then they'll do the big ones uh, on i think they've changed it i think this year they're doing all of them i think oh. the backlash to last year like i like that they gave away like you know best score and stuff off yeah oscar we're like yeah i think they're changing that i don't think good, that's happening good. again also need to mention i think i believe john williams was nominated for an oscar again this year uh, that is the 54th Oscar nomination Wow, for John Williams. Um, obviously, he's Oscar nominated multiple times. John Williams is in his 90s. He's not going to be there forever. I don't... I, we've already had this... And I just wanted to mention this real quick before the show ends. There is no clearer goat and I think, anything in life than John Williams in film score. I, I think... And I love Hans Zimmer, but I think the chasm between one and two is the widest thing that's ever occurred. What did he do this year? Oh, wait. Was it Indiana Jones? Is that what he's nominated for? Um, It might be. I'm trying to see. Pr- There's probably a much better way to find this out. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia scrolling through his biography right now. <laughs> seems yeah it was indiana jones and the dial of destiny which he's been nominated for which has a very good score and is not a very good movie oh it's one of those iconic yeah so no, that's crazy it's john williams again 54 54 nominations did hasn't won that many times um he's the oldest one to be rec- oldest person to ever uh, be nominated for the award an oscar award yeah this article that i'm reading has said he's considered one of the 10 greatest film composer of all time he is the greatest film composer of all time yeah this isn't even a hot take to say but he is a top three film composer of all time and that might even be like under he's he's the greatest i don't i will not hear an argument for a single other person have you heard hans zimmer yeah nope okay moving on have you heard the harry potter score nope oh you mean hedwig's (laughs) theme you mean hedwig's theme that john williams created yes i have it's great. There you go. I don't know. I, I every year I'm like, uh, I mean, again, just Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman, extraterrestrial, Jaws, 
artificial intelligence, Harry Potter. Like it's just he ever you think of like uh, iconic sound, iconic score. It, it's yeah. like a fifty percent chance it was made by John Williams. <laughs> I hear you, but Ludwig Göransson's score for Oppenheimer was out of this world. It's going to win. Absolutely out of it's this. It's going to beat out, and it might be better than John Williams. But you know what? But Lovie, it's John Williams. Yeah, Ludwig Göransson is is in his prime right now. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's, he's in his prime right now. When John Williams was in his prime, he was making Jaws and and Star Wars. So, <laughs> wow, there you go. Hey, but what if we look yeah. back in twenty years and when that's that's what Oppenheimer is for? It's us. not going to making a billion dollars, winning thirteen Oscars. It's David. If you compare another movie that's really good to Star Wars, I'm going to slap the taste so far out of your mouth. You said Jaws, my friend, and I started talking. Okay, Don't Jaws. <laughs> Jaws and Oppenheimer may be close. If the, the cultural impact of Star Wars was never going to be meshing up, we're not having this conversation. It's past ten o'clock. Dave. That's a whole other. Yeah, my, my wife's already texted me, so we got to get this thing going. <laughs> in this podcast, wrap it up. Do the, uh, do the outro. Do the outro. Do the outro. The yeah, Oscars March tenth at seven p.m. Eastern time, ninety sixth uh, annual Oscars. So that'll be fun. We'll be tuning in to see who wins there. And then, of course, the NFC and the AFC Championship happening this weekend. AFC at 2 o'clock, NFC at 5.30. It's going to be fun. A couple of these teams are looking to add um, to the multitude and the full trophy case, and another couple of teams are trying to fill it for the first time. We're trying to, you know, make the other one, make the other lonely trophies feel uh, more at home. So it'll be fun to see what happens. And, uh been fun talking about both sports and movies as we always love to do and we will uh, see you all next week have a wonderful seven days bye